Hello, everyone. This is Mike Linstead, president and co-founder of the Nehemiah Project, and you are listening to the Nehemiah Project podcast, where we replace hopelessness with hope. Well, today we are on episode three of our walk through the book of Ecclesiastes, and as usual, I'm here with my partner, my ministry partner, my friend, my buddy, my pal, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Chad Wiles. Chad, how you doing, buddy? Good, 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 good. Glad to be here, man. Good. Ecclesiastes is uh, encouraging in its own way. It is. It is encouraging because it paints the grim reality of reality. Right. (laughs) Without God, right? Right. A life without God, listeners, is absolutely meaningless. It is, as Solomon says, vanity of vanities. All is vanity. Chasing the wind. It is a chasing after the wind. It is transitory, empty, meaningless. It's unsatisfactory. Mm-hmm. And and a life lived with God, as we're going to come to find out eventually, is the only thing mm-hmm. that can provide lasting satisfaction, that can give eternal meaning to your life, mm-hmm. that can ultimately glorify God. That is why we were made. That is the ultimate purpose of life. And it's what Solomon in this book comes to find out through, let's just call them different social experiments. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because as we learned last week, Solomon is trying to find satisfaction. The word habel is the word used to translate vanity, and it means something transitory or unsatisfactory. It literally means empty and vain. And Solomon's conclusion, and also the way he starts the book, is declaring that everything is vain. Everything is transitory. It's unsatisfactory. Mm. It's empty without God. And so he begins to test that hypothesis, if you will. And he starts with self-indulgence. And that's what we went over the last time is after chapter one, where he kind of just lays down some of the more foundational ideas that he's going to really hash out throughout the book. In chapter two, he begins the, the to walk down the first path, if you will. Mm-hmm. He says this in verse one of chapter two, I said in my heart, come now, I will test you with pleasure. Enjoy yourself. And isn't that the cry of, I don't know, basically every human being at some point in their life? Mm-hmm. It's enjoy yourself. You deserve it. Yeah. And sometimes we should enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. We rarely, if ever, deserve it. Mm-hmm. But enjoyment is not an inherently bad thing. No. In fact, pleasure is a God-given gift. Right. But like we say a lot around here, it's a worship issue. <laughs> it is. When we worship our, our mm-hmm. pleasure-filled activities, yeah. that's when we get some issues. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, Paul says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. There's there's examples of feasts and celebrations and remembrances. There is definitely times for joy and pleasure, but it's the heart that defines whether or not that's glorifying to God or if it's self-serving. Yeah. And what we look at today in these passages is, more the idea of human wisdom or human toil and self-service. And that's what Solomon is continually pointing to that is vanity of all vanities. Yes, yes, and yes. So today we're going to pick up in the middle of chapter 2. We're going to start at verse 12, and we're going to 
read all the way through verse 23. Mm-hmm. And then we'll leave uh, the last couple of verses in chapter 2 for the next week after that. <clears throat> so as usual here in our weekly snippets of encouragement, we're going to read through the section and then circle back and have some commentary. Chad, why don't you read verses 12 through 17, and I will read verses 18 through 23. Sounds good. Let's do it. Starting in verse 12. So I turn to consider wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man do who comes after the king? Only what he has already done. Oh, sorry, only what has already been done. Then I saw that there is more gain in wisdom than in folly, and there is more gain in light than in darkness. The wise person has his eyes in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. And yet I perceive that the same event happens to all of them. Then I said to in my heart, What happens to the fool will happen to me also. Why then have I been so very wise? And I said in my heart that this also is vanity. For of the wise as of the fool there is no enduring remembrance, seeing that in the days to come all will have been long forgotten. How the wise dies just like the fool. So I hated life because... What it has done under the sun was grievous to me, for all is vanity and a striving after wind. So I hated all my toil in which I toiled under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he will be wise or a fool? Yet he will be master of all for which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is vanity. So I turned about and gave my heart up to despair over all the toil of my labors under the sun because sometimes a person who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave everything to be enjoyed by someone who did not toil for it. This also is a great vanity and a great evil. What has a man from all the toil and striving of heart with which he toils beneath the sun? For all his days are full of sorrow and his work is a vexation. Even in the night his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. Wow. Hmm. Not encouraging in the least. But like we said last time, we have to get the right diagnosis so that we can apply the right prescription and, and be healed, right? Mm-hmm. And so Solomon is realizing some some facts yeah. about, about life, about a life especially lived apart from God. And number one, just to sum it up, in verse 13 he says well i see that there's more gain in wisdom than in folly as in there's as there's more gain in light than in darkness mm-hmm. okay this is basic right i mean right. it's it's better in life to live wisely yep. than to not live wisely even on just a human level mm-hmm. right i mean there's obvious temporal benefits to living wisely right, right. of course in an eternal sense this wisdom's not going to help you right mm-hmm. It's only when we begin to fear the Lord yeah. that we have true wisdom, that we begin to walk down the path of what is yeah. eternal wisdom. I like how MacArthur says it in his study notes here. He says, human wisdom suffers another crucial shortcoming. It leaves both the wise and the fool empty-handed at the threshold of death. Right. So that idea of human wisdom, meaning, yeah, and this is general, kind of general grace, someone who is smart with money and does a good job in their business and has stuff and has things is considered wiser than the fool who blows it all and on whatever that has nothing to do with your relationship with god that just has everything to do with someone who is smarter right (laughs) with their stuff right but both find themselves in the same place at death right they do and that that is where solomon gets to and he goes oh how the wise Mm -hmm. dies just like the fool right it's like well what am i doing Mm -hmm. it's not going to help me live any longer no 
death is the great equalizer, right? Right. But that's not the end because mm-hmm. after the death comes the judgment, right. which he gets to later. But getting back to this particular section, he's really grieved by this reality. Right. He says he hates all his toil in verse 18, seeing that he has to leave it to a man who will come after him. Now, we know the man mm-hmm. that came after him, his, his son. son, Rehoboam, mm-hmm. right? That guy was not too wise. <laughs> Didn't do too good of a job. In fact, the kingdom split up after, when Rehoboam mm-hmm. took the throne. Yeah, yeah. Because Rehoboam wanted to tax the people heavier than Solomon taxed them. Right. He, wanted, he was he was heavy-handed and evil. He was heavy-handed and evil. And so the kingdom splits, and it's like almost like Solomon knew it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Solomon understood the wisdom that he had because mm-hmm. he knew who he got it from. You know, he, right. he understood that this is not common, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, man, this is not good. Why am I working so hard, you know? Right. Well, it's because he already tried to please himself, and that didn't work either. Right, and that's the, that's the conundrum, right? Right. That no matter how hard you work or how many good decisions you make versus, you know, living for your hedonistic lifestyle and living for your own pleasure, both end in folly and shame. Neither one leads to eternal life. Neither one extend, ex, uh, expands your life any, any further. Maybe a few more days if you live healthier than someone else, but not even that's a guarantee. Right. But yeah, at the end of the day, it ends in judgment, or it ends at the day of judgment, meaning we all die and we all have to stand before God. Right. I want to focus here on verse 20 for a second. And this is what he says after he's come to this you know, intense realization. He says, so I turned about and gave my heart up to despair over all the toil of my labors under the sun. And that word despair in the Hebrew is yahash, which means to de- despair, to desist, or to have no hope. So he literally lost all hope in in this notion that, man, I'm going to just keep working and accumulating more stuff and building great palaces and, you know, all of the things that he listed earlier on in chapter two. He made gardens, he made parks, he made pools and blah, blah, blah. What am I doing all this for? You know, mm-hmm. like it's not satisfying me and I'm losing hope because I'm running out of options, Right. I mean, don't we do that in, in life, you know? Mm-hmm. We, we we start off as a young person, right? And we're told, you know, you can be whatever you want to be, right? And so right. immediately we start comparing ourselves to other people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have our heroes growing up. Right. We, we yeah, we we go to college. We, we pursue certain things. We pursue certain dreams. Right. We try to make something of ourselves. We have this picture and this image of our life and who we're going to be and our family and our children and all these things we we have laid out. And then, you know, we try to attain a certain income level so Mm -hmm. we can do them. We can go do this thing. And Solomon had that income level. Mm -hmm. Solomon had that wisdom. Solomon had a thousand women that he had to have Mm -hmm. a relationship with throughout every year. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had sons, he had daughters, he had slaves, he had assets, he had liability. I mean, this guy had it all. Mm-hmm. And here he is. He's turned over to despair. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I've, I've, I've literally sucked the juice out of every, every aspect of life. Right. There's no more unknowns. <laughs> right. I know, I know everything a human being can know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This guy mm-hmm. had the pinnacle of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, we just got done doing our proverbs, right? Pistum is sweeter than honey on the honeycomb. Yeah. Right. It's fine. It's more valuable than fine gold. You right. know. And this guy had wisdom in. Shoot, man, surpassing measure. We didn't right. even know how much he, you know, he had. It said somewhere in First Kings that Solomon's mind was had like breath, like the sea. You know, like it, mm-hmm. not like breath, like you know, breathing, but like just the the width. And, width you know, yeah. he he just he was it was vast. Mm-hmm. And he's giving his life. He's giving up to despair. Right. Remember what he said in verse fifteen of chapter one. 
He said, what is crooked cannot be made straight. What is lacking cannot be counted. And then in verse 18, he says, for in much wisdom is much vexation. Mm -hmm. And he who increases in knowledge increases sorrow. That's because what is crooked cannot be made straight. Sin cannot be atoned for in any satisfactory way to Mm -hmm. God other than the blood of the divine spotless lamb. Okay, and that's ultimately the crookedness that Solomon is coming mm, up against. Right. Is the curse from sin. Yeah. He he's really living out this idea of um knowledge but now experiential knowledge, meaning in Proverbs, one of his first lines, Proverbs one seven is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom or beginning of knowledge. Yeah. Right. So Solomon knew where to find true knowledge and true hope. But then throughout his life he he sought it in all the different ways right. as well. And now he's he's confirming that truth through his experience now. Listen, there is no true wisdom outside of the fear of the Lord. That's what he's he's coming back to it. Right. I've and I know because I have literally tested every aspect that life has to offer. And he's giving his heart up to despair over all the toils of his labors under the sun because, this is verse 21 now, Mm -hmm. sometimes a person who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave everything to be enjoyed by someone who did not toil for it. Mm -hmm. This is vanity and a great evil. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, there's so much we could say about this. But just to kind of wrap it all up here. Yeah. What we're going to end up seeing are these patterns, these these things that he says over and over again. And obviously one of the repeating phrases here is this is also vanity and a great evil. Now, if you're following along at home and you have a Bible, you should mark every time you see these repeating phrases because he says that as he comes to a conclusion mm-hmm. about one of the paths that he's walking down, so yep. to speak. And these are paths, my friends, that all of us get led down when we're led astray. Right, and I and I say led astray purposely. Remember that the primary word for vanity here is habel, comes from a root word which means to be led astray. Mm-hmm. Right, we find ourselves chasing unsatisfactory things because we're being led astray. Mm-hmm. Deceit is everywhere. Yeah, right. We know the deceiver mm-hmm. is the one who hates our God. Yeah, we're deceived on two fronts. There's the deceiver, mm-hmm. you know, Satan. First Peter five talks about this Satan as this roaring lion waiting for someone to devour. Ephesians two talks about the prince of the power of the air. Mm-hmm. Ephesians six talks about the war that we're in with the the authorities, the spiritual forces, the rulers, and then you have your flesh. Galatians five, mm-hmm. the fruits of the flesh, you know, sexual immorality, sensuality, all these things yes. are in those lists. So we're battling our own sinful flesh as well as the the world and the the way of the world and the enemy satan we're battling all those forces sin is pressing in on us from inside and from outside mm-hmm. and the only way to escape it the only way to not be like solomon and give our hearts up to despair is to come to the mercy of god found in Absolutely. the face of our lord jesus christ mm-hmm. he is quick to forgive he is slow to anger full of compassion abounding in steadfast love and if you have never given your life over to Jesus Christ, we would encourage you to do that now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go down all these roads like Solomon went down. You can just read the rest of this book and you'll find what's at the end of those roads. Right. And you know what it is? The Rolling Stones wrote a song about it. No satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction. Chasing the wind. 
just run out, just go outside and try to catch the wind for about an hour. It's exhausting. And film yourself doing it. <laughs> and how you look and the, how silly you feel, that's what it's like to chase this world. That's a good way to sum it up. <laughs> that's a good way to sum it up. We thank you all for listening to another episode of the Nehemiah Project Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Nehemiah Project Podcast. For more resources about addiction recovery, suicide prevention, and overcoming other life-controlling issues, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, tnproject.org. If you or someone you love is struggling, don't hesitate to reach out to us by calling 985-205-3022.